I think it's fair to say that we have a very educated um, fan base. So people out there who listen can see and appreciate that like every uh, every five episodes, every five weeks, we, uh, we'll do a retro topic. We'll, we'll pick something that we want to talk about that brings us back to our past. Um, today's going to be a little different. I think there's, there's breaking news to announce on this show. There's some developments that need to be discussed. It is sad and unfortunate, the hysteria, the maniacal rantings of politicians, the chaos at places like Costco and ShopRite and your local food store over this goddamn virus. Can everybody just fucking pump the brakes, slow it down, and understand that this is just like the flu? God, I hope this ages well. Climbing through the pool of primordial ooze, dripping with all kinds of viruses and sicknesses, it's the Dice of Pipes radio program coming to you from the West Cabin for the week of March 16th. It doesn't matter. We're all going to be gone. 2020. I'm Brian Highcrest. What's up? All you need is some Purell and toilet paper. That's what I've learned in this. That's how you survive any, any apocalypse, any cataclysmic event. Purell, toilet paper, Lysol, and Clorox wipes. I have decided. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start producing videos for social media. One one video a day, and every day, I burn toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> We're so, just maniacally laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and then mix that with like ragtime music in the background. Like really just <laughs> confuses <laughs> shit out The world is coming to an end. <laughs> yep. yep, we are straight downhill. I don't know if there's any stopping it. And we're going to get into this a little later um, as to how far people are going in their uh, their overreaction to this fucking virus. Like, yeah. it is, it's called a virus. It's not called the plague, right? Correct. This isn't the corona plague. This is the coronavirus. Right. And like all other viruses that have, I guess, afflicted the lands of Earth, like we've always persevered where fucking human beings all right we have natural built-in resistances to things like this uh unless you're 80 good luck but it seems those are the people that seem to be tanking if you equate it to a video game an 80 year old is like the character in um in in that sort of video game that the more you die the shorter your your life bar gets <laughs> like dark souls yeah 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 so it just it's truncated they have truncated uh life yes. life bars what are you gonna do humanity restored yeah, upon death on the other side. So, Brian, how are you? Uh, I, I'm actually good. I, like, everything that's happening around us, I can give a fuck. Because the fact of the matter is, number one, here at the West Cabin, I am so isolated from humanity that the plague will never come here. And if it does, if, by chance, the darkness of the plague 
infests the west cabin and the compound at large. It will end with us taking some medicine and then getting better. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. Maybe not for my mother-in-law in the basement. No. <laughs> well, we all know that viruses travel down. Right. Yes. So just like sound. Just like sound. Only, only goes down. down. Yep. <laughs> Maybe put her in the attic. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Just lock her up there like a, like an extra character from the Goonies. <laughs> from the Goonies. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about that movie. And it was going to be a horrible reference because it has nothing to do with viruses. But what was that fucking movie where the, the mom took the children and locked them in the attic and was poisoning them one at a time? Was it fl- not Flowers in the Attic, was it? Did you I, ever see that movie? I think pe- it was like in the 80s, maybe the early 90s. Was there a part where they escaped? They're like running in between the walls of the house, like trying to get away? Maybe. You're not thinking of people under the stairs. No, no, no. These No, they would have died in the basement. People under the stairs, they would have died from the virus. These right, but I remember something attic. with kids being trapped. Yeah, they oh. were trapped in the attic. They had the bird, and they were feeding the little boy. She, the fucking mom would make her cookies and put, like, rat poison on it instead of, like, powdered sugar. It was, like, trying to kill her kids. The sixth sense? No. Where mom is poisoning her? I see dead people. <laughs> no, no, no. Not not that movie. Holy fuck, Bruce Willis is dead! <laughs> this is the best fucking movie ever! Fucking people and their dick sucking in that movie boils my blood. By the way, speaking of that movie, that seems to be like the one movie where everybody said, oh, you have to go back and watch it a second time because now that you know that Bruce Willis is dead. You know how many times I watched that movie? One. I went back and watched it again to one. catch the, the things, and that was cute, uh, but like it wasn't like this mind-bending, holy fuck, dude, why can't he ever get into the basement? Who fucking cares? <laughs> Who did that? That M. Night Shyamalan? M. Night Shyamalan. That guy. Yeah. He's all right. What? He's all right. But he does come up with some pretty decent twists. Like, that was a decent twist. I, I like signs. Yeah. Oh, there's that one movie where everyone started committing suicide because of the trees. I didn't see that one. The Happening with Mark Wahlberg. Ah, ah. No, I didn't People see that just one. are compelled to kill themselves because like bird of trees. Box. Don't don't and don't hold on hold the, on don't don't ever compare any movie to one of the greatest epic movies of all time. Remember when Sandra Bullock was hot? Yeah, back in like the uh, net and uh, Speed. Oh yeah, yeah, she was going to speed Miss Congeniality, yes. and they dolled her up. Yeah, now she looks. Was like, she in Speed too? Nah, dude. After Speed, like if that truly happened to you, why would you go anywhere near a bus? Did it involve a bus? No, Speed 2 was a boat. A boat. Yeah, cruise control. That's that was fucking the, that was the tagline of the movie. Speed 2, cruise control. Like, don't don't we know when to give up? We just have to learn to give up. Pop quiz, Jack. The boat has cruise control. What are you going to do? It can only go 30 knots. Do you think people had a hard time understanding what knots were? I think a knot without... Looking it up, I believe a knot is roughly half of a mile per hour. Okay, now you're going to make me do work. Now I got to do work. We could just roll with it. You don't have to look it up. No, 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 no. I, I have. To. I could have looked it up. I chose not to. I'm actually looking this up is going to be more work than I did researching for this show today. 
knot to miles per hour. Uh, one knot yes. equals 1.1508 miles per hour. So if you're doing 35 nautical knots, you're doing approximately 40 miles an hour. That's what I said. Thank God. Thank God for calculators. So we have a lot to get to on the show. We have some uh, some new whiskey in a very fascinating bottle that we have to try to tackle and open. Um, can, you, can you snap a picture of that while it's right in front of you? Of course I can. We have some new tobaccos that we have to discuss. We have the uh, another giveaway. This is the... I'm very excited. Uh, should I give them the, the name of the giveaway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the if it's good for Brian, it's good for you giveaway. <laughs> okay. Um, we also are going to be posting up on Instagram the photos of the dice because I'm convinced... By the way... I forgot again. Until <laughs> you just said it. Well, it's because they're staring me in the face. I had to move them before. <clears throat> they're very heavy die. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're not like these Chessick dice that I have. Well, they're, they're probably twice the size. Yeah, but even even okay, we'll go to the game science dice. Even like the the D20s from game science feel like they're very light compared to those die. Yeah. They might be made out of lead. Oh, which means they're probably made in China. Right, everything's lead. Lead paint. Um I'm going to start licking them one at a time to make sure they're see safe what happens. before we send them out into yeah, the world. I think that's fair. Just only lick the ones though. Just lick the Man, ones. Let me check this. You're going to fucking lick them? This elder dice. Uh, warning, choking hazard, not a toy, contains small parts, not suitable for children under the age of 14, packaged and manufactured Wuhan, China. That's I'm fine, sorry. right? Can we just back up a second? D- did you just say Wuhan? <laughs> the Wuhan clan ain't nothing to fuck with. I just, I kid, I kid. Um, that actually says for children over 14 years old? Yes. Hold on. So a teenager, a 13-year-old shouldn't play with dice? No, at any moment. The die could be thrown wrong because they don't have enough experience on this earth. It'll refract off of the wall, back into their throats, and down they go. Wow. They'll give themselves a tracheotomy by accident. That's what I was just about to Especially ask. Especially with a D4 because it's so pointy. How many 13-year-olds have suffered at the hands of a doctor a tracheotomy just to remove the die that they had to put that fucking age statement on there? At least a 1,000. I like how dice get an age statement, but my whiskey can't. How is that? I have no idea how old this fucking whiskey is, but I know you can't be 13 to fucking roll those die. So anyway, we have this very fancy... Oh, I didn't even take the picture. It's we very this- dark in here, by the way. The The skies are very threatening today. It's a very uh, somber day here at the West Cabin on the Dyson Pipes radio program. Well, we're uh, all dying. That's this true. Is, this the, is a the planet. The planet and, is dying. By the way, you know what today is, right? Mm, no. It's very ominous. Today, we are recording. See, the, the listener is going to get in on Monday, but we are recording on Friday the 13th. Oh, fuck. So, we might not even make it to Monday. What? I'm here's, going here's hoping. On the, way, <laughs> on the way into work, I'm going to Chinatown. I'm going to speak with one of my fellow time travelers, and I'm going to find out if we make it to Monday. I'm sorry, one of your fellow time travelers? Since the last time we recorded, I have taken it upon myself to go on a pilgrimage to Chinatown. Okay. I was hanging out because I'm I'm Italian. Um, we learned the other day, by the way, that I could say words like Guinea and WAP, but I can't say I can't say words like 
That's no good. <laughs> okay. Well, let me take notes. I'm just trying to learn. <clears throat> I was hanging out on Mott Street, and I found this this shop. It was a very mystical shop. It had a lot of like fog and mist coming from the door. So I stepped through the door, and you got some purple Kush. There was no. There was some old man trying to sell me this this wooden box, and it had this little creature in it. He kept referring to it as a mogwai. Said it was from the future, from Wuhan. Don't no. Don't feed it after midnight. He told me plenty of water, lots of water. No, I think you no. misunderstood. No, not no water. That's what he said. <laughs> there was a language barrier. Uh, drinking today, I think we should just cover. Let's let's get the drinking. Uh, real quick before mm-hmm. we get to that. Speaking of movies, yes, yes. Uh, I watched Blade Runner last night. The original or <laughs> the, the final remake? cut? What, I don't the, understand what that means. Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. From back in the day, they had the the movie, then director's cut, then final cut. The, the the movie's famous for having like thirty cuts to it. Yes, I watched the final cut because that's what was available on the Netflix apparatus. How do you get Netflix? I don't have it available. Uh, it's only in my area. Fuck. Uh, in preparation for our Shadowrun campaign, kind of getting some cyberpunk going, and the Japanese man in it. Uh, is the same Japanese man who plays the human version of Lopan in Big Trouble in Little China. I was very excited by that. Really? Now I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I was waiting for him to just kind of be with the lights coming out of his eyes. Yes. That's my Lopan impression. Uh, no, you nailed it. <clears throat> you don't belong here, Jack Barton. <laughs> you know, speaking of Shadowrun, is it just me, or are there similarities between what's going on in the world today and how the world of Shadowrun begins to exist? Because if we go back to the lore of Shadowrun really quick, like we see how, um, right, we, we were listening to that fucking podcast where this guy like really just buys into the character, and he starts going over all this history about Shadowrun. And there's that one part in like the beginning um, stages, I guess, in, in like creating the setting for Shadowrun, how there goes, there's like the strike and then there's the food shortage, which I could completely see that being the case right now with people losing their minds. There's articles upon articles of people like fist fighting in stores over food and waiting in lines. Yeah. Civilization is cracking. Yes. Yeah. The next thing you know, some private security company is going to mow down innocent people in Staten Island and fucking dragons are coming. Never make a deal with a dragon. I thought you were going to say a quote from Batman. You ever, How much do you weigh? You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I don't know what it means. I just like the way it sounds. <laughs> you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. So much to get to. So much to get to, I think... We're just all over the map. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's let, let's write the ship. Let let's let's hone in on what we do best, and that's drink. Right. <laughs> yes. So, uh, today we have been provided a lovely bottle. I I still I did some research on this, and I cannot figure out why the bottle is the way that it is. But we are drinking some um, Basil Hayden's. This is Kentucky bourbon. A very interesting story behind this. Uh, number one, Basil Hayden Senior. 
who apparently opened up his own distillery down in Kentucky, they, they spelled his name differently. So why they had to change his name, I couldn't find the history on that, but they ended up changing his name. I think it was Haydon, like H-A-Y-D-O-N. Okay. All right, that's number one. Number two, he was, uh, I think he was like a, uh, like a Catholic missionary from Maryland, and he ended up bringing along like 25 followers and traveled from Maryland to Kentucky to, I guess, open up his, his missionary, like start the church down there. I see. And uh, again, created this distillery. So I was curious to know if this was something that, that went back to when he first started bottling whiskey, this paper. Because if anybody has ever seen the Basil Hayden's Kentucky bourbon whiskey bottle, it's fucking weird, dude. It has like this piece of paper that has a whole cut in the center of it. So it almost looks like, you ever see how like a priest or uh, like an inquisitor, I kind of put them on the same level, how they have, <laughs> or a Mexican in the rain with like a poncho, they have like the, it's just one garment and it has a hole and you put it yes. over your head and then it flaps in the front. Like Clint Eastwood was famous yes. in wearing this in quite a few movies. Um, quite a few what? Fuck me, dude. Fuck. On Dyson Pipes, when you fuck up your words, you find yourself in a roll-to-drink situation. Here on the retro episode, we'll roll a D20. We'll keep it simple. Beautiful. Anything over than a... Yep, looks like you'll be uh, follow-up rolling. <laughs> over a 10, I'll be safe. And I'm drinking. Any, I, I haven't even opened the fucking whiskey yet. 13. <sighs> Anything right. over than a 10. Oh. Over <laughs> than a 10? Wow, you're fucking two for two. Go ahead. Uh, 18. Son of a bitch. So... All right, I owe you a drink as I get this fucking bottle open. So this bottle has this like poncho that's like glued at the bottom, loose on the top, and then it has this like wood kind of bark with this faux metal trim that goes on the bark. It's actually a pretty cool looking bottle. Yes. A lot of people say that that's the best part of this, that the whiskey is not that good. <laughs> okay. The packaging is fucking amazing. So should we just leave it like that and just pretend like we're drinking it? No, because I want this bottle. Oh, right. All right, let's... All right, uh, so I'll uh, I'll give you a play-by-play. -play. I'm trying to figure... It has like... All right, so the top is... Uh, almost has like a tin foil like seal with another like wood, fake wood paper strap going over the top of the cap. And right now, Chris is having a hard time deciphering how oh, a piece of the tinfoil just came I off. I got it. And, I'm going to be oh. so pissed if this is a screw top. Oh, no, no, no. It's a cork. All right. We've exposed the cork. Listen. Ah, Ooh. yes. Now, uh, inspect your glass, please, before you uh, pour. You didn't put any fucking neurotoxins in this glass? No, these came fresh from the dishwasher. I, I We're good. We're good. Excuse me. So what I did learn in my research is Basil Hayden is owned and operated by Suntory Beam. Okay. So it's a Jim Beam subsidiary. And <clears throat> it's one of their small batch releases. I think they have like four different... Is it four? I know they have Basil Hayden's, they have Booker's, they have Baker's, and there's one other one. That they have, that they release is like their small batch. Okay. Is it good? Let's find out. It smells strong. Dude, it's only 40%. Dude, it's actually good. It's light. Yeah. You know, it's very, I thought it was going to like punch me in the face. Yeah. A little too light, actually. Which is strange because this is like one of the higher 
like in their mash bill, this has, it's like one of the higher rye content bourbons without being a rye. Okay. They say it has like up to like 27% rye in it. And rye is very spicy. Right. Like Jen just bought me a, uh, a bottle of, I think it's Pikeville rye, uh -huh. which was amazing, but it's fucking like in your face, like spicy. You know, this. How is it on the nose? That's delightful. <laughs> it's not as strong as I would have thought it was going to be. No. I have a close. They even fucking misspell his name on the label. When Basil Hayden Sr. began distilling his smooth bourbon here in 1796, Kentucky was but four years old, and George Washington was president. Wow, we have a lot of uh, things to talk about as far as George Washington goes. Today, we make Basil Hayden's Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey using the same skill and care that made it a favorite among America's frontier settlers. Artfully aged in Kentucky. I can't see. Uh... Tell me if this is a, a, a good sentence that they actually put this on here. Artfully aged in Kentucky hillside rack houses. Oh, okay, Kentucky hillside rack houses. I got it. Uh, then bottled at a smooth 80 proof, Basil Hayden's sophisticated taste remains true to the old family recipe with more rye than a traditional bourbon and its trademark spicy finish. It's easy to enjoy Basil Hayden's any way you like. What I want to know, as an Italian, I don't taste any basil in this. That's funny. That's all I taste. All you're getting on the nose is basil. I feel like I'm drinking a glass of basil juice. Sorry, basil. Ba basil? That's how Gordon Ramsay says. Oh, that's. Oh, he's a fucking. Brain. Roll it like a cigar. Mm. Anyway, that's that's pretty good. <clears throat> what do you uh, What are you smoking there? <clears throat> Something that you uh, have gifted me. I'm very excited. I have the Barbados Plantation. Sweet Barbados rum, smooth and rich. And it is all of those things. This is a very mellow smoke. It smells it. it smells good. It does. It, it smells like uh rum raisin. Yeah. This yeah. is what I would have expected plum pudding to smell like. Okay. Yeah, that might be I, I know you like the cult that Blood Moon, Blood Red Moon. Blood Moon or Blood Red Moon? Blood Red Moon. Blood Red Moon. Like, I think that's really good, but the nose in the cabin is amazing. If you smoke too much, it becomes too overpowering with the cherry. This aromatic is very soft and supple on my nose parts. You're right there with the lighter. And I'm smoking on this uh, Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. Yes, the Washington-style pipe. The Washington-style pipe that you got me for my birthday. Well, look, if it's good for George Washington, it's good for you. And if it's good for Brian, it's good for the listener, which is why which is why we're going to be doing a giveaway. Ooh. Yes. You, too, can own what Brian owns. You, too, can smoke what Brian smokes. We're going to be giving away one Washington-style corncob pipe and tin of the lovely aromatic Barbados rum. What does Jim Inks have to say? Jim Inks, I'm glad you asked. About the 
Barbados Plantation Tobacco. If only I had it up on my phone <laughs> as if we were <laughs> that good and we planned this. Uh, through the power of editing, we can make it seem like a seamless transition. Uh, it does not pair that great with this whiskey. You don't like it. I think uh, my phone won't load. You're kidding. I don't know why it won't load. Maybe I can go into my history. I almost feel like I need something either sweeter or harsher. Horsher? <laughs> you, you, you're, you're, no, that's a free one because you're going to have to edit this out as I try to fucking find this. 13. Okay. I found the review. Ah, Yes. Right after you asked me, I had it queued up on my phone. There was no delay. There was no wait. <laughs> so our boy Jim Inks says, quote, The rum and vanilla toppings are the predominant flavors of this blend. The grassy, citrusy Virginia is the base of the blend, but you really can't taste it. The aspects of the burly are nuts, earth, and wood here and there in the background. The unsweetened black Cavendish adds a little sugar. The rum topping has some richness and is a little more obvious than the vanilla. The strength is a couple of steps past the mild level. The taste is a couple of slots past the center of mild to medium. Has little nicotine, won't bite or get harsh, and has no rough edges. Burns very cool and smooth, and slightly slow as the tobacco is a little moist. Requires some relights. Has a very consistent flavor, though it does not require a little drying fresh out of the tin to avoid a wet bottom. Nothing like being moist and having a wet bottom. I do not like having a wet bottom. I, I enjoy having a wet bottom from time to time. Oh, okay. Especially when you can't find toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and also, make it easier to keep lit. Don't dry it out completely, though, or you'll risk losing some flavor. Sports a very pleasant, lightly lingering aftertaste and room note. Can be an all-day smoke. Three and a half stars. Number one, I don't think Jim Inks, and we were talking about this the other day, I don't think he reviews a lot of aromatics. No. But for him to review an aromatic and give it, I'll roll. That, that's <laughs> called self-policing. And a fucking two. Wow. wow. Yeah, this is not good. Dude, I got a lot of fucking division to play today. I can't get too drunk. Um, Yeah, for him to actually give it, uh, he says three and a half stars, but obviously he rates it four stars. So he rates it on the higher end of three and a half stars. Right. Two notches past the center between three and four stars. Let me follow the math. I got it. I got it. Um, so like I said, uh, we're going to be giving away the pipe and tobacco. So what we need you to do, it's very important. You're going to have to go to our Instagram page just so you can see what it is that we are giving away. And you can follow us on Instagram at Dyson Pipes. You can also find us on Twitter and uh, Reddit. We also have a subreddit. What's the subreddit that we don't Dyson that, Pipes podcast that we don't do anything with? <laughs> no, I post I posted my video of me dancing in the Raptor yeah, mask. Yes, you did, which was beautiful. That mask was amazing. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, you can find us over on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Reddit at Dyson Pipes. We need you though. A majority, I, I believe, I've done the research. Fifty-one percent of our listeners listen on Apple. So we're going to need you to go into your Apple, whatever the fuck you call it, the podcast app, and leave us a five on the Apple. What we do appreciate, probably more than anything, is 
horrendously disparaging remarks about us. <laughs> Give us a five and then completely talk shit to us in the remarks. I think if you go there, you'll see there's quite a few of them um, where people basically call us stupid and we have no idea what we're doing. We enjoy those reviews. Yes. Um, but Chris, yes. what about people who don't have the Apple Podcast app? Well, sorry. <laughs> Maybe they could just email us. Oh, or they can do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, 49% of you dicks. Uh, we can be emailed at diceandpipes at gmail.com. And is A-N-D. Don't use an ampersand because... Don't fucking... And you can't spell ampersand either. Ampersand? Fuck. It's am. Wow. Ew, nine. Yes. Hmm. By the way, this whiskey, if I'm drinking to get drunk and I want like a decent bourbon just to like put down quick, yeah, this is probably the whiskey. You can almost you can borderline chug this. Yes. <laughs> That's not good. No, it's fucking weird because like all right, hold on. I know this is like forty six. The foolproof. Oh, I'm sorry. This is that's not the one I was thinking of. This is sixty two. I think the the regular but even you take a look at scotches, right? There are a lot of scotches that are like 40%. Dude, and it's far fucking, it's way more harsh than this. This is way too smooth. I could see this being, ah, monkey shoulder. From the hills of the highland. What do you got? What do you got? I'm pretty sure it's 43. 43. Woodford? 904 That'd be forty-five point two. Ah, Jefferson. Ah, in his itchy butthole. Really? Facts, fam. Facts, fam. Who the fuck proofs out a whiskey at forty-one point one five? Like, are you fucking serious? You can't even just round to forty-one point two. Who makes this? I'm, I'm done with them. I can't see because of the condensation. McLean and Klein. Anyway. Well, fuck them. Uh, real quick, I'm smoking some Bayou Morning from Cornell and Deal in oh. my Series 3. How unfinished. do you like it? I like it. It's good. It's, you know, it's light. It's a Virginia Perique, so it's got like that little spice to it. It's probably got all the spice that the Basil Hayden is missing. Ah, yes. So tomorrow, I, this actually is a good combo. Go ahead. Tomorrow, I have an order coming of tobacco. I had no idea I was getting this today. It's a gift. Um... I am getting Gaslight by GLPs mm. uh, and Militia from Cult. And now I'm a little bummed out because Militia, it's not as rummy as this, but rum is one of the primary players Oh, in a background supporting cast of roles. Here to four. I'm telling you, he pulls shit out of a database. Yes. He's done so. Let's see. How many reviews do you think Jimmy has done by now? 3,000. Close. 2,539. Here's what I think he has. He has a series of nouns, a series of adjectives, verbs, adverbs, and he just picks and double clicks, paste, and builds an entire review on Without using paste. his brain. Right. He just copy and paste the whole Because thing. everything is supporting background players with a front note of fucking... Jizzleberries and yeah, yeah. Why not just say what it is? Like, dude, I open this tin. I smell fucking raisins and rum. I smoke it. It's sweet. Thank you. Have a good night. Just like and and 
I hate, first of all, I would never do this as like a profession or try to make money off of it on YouTube. But like you watch these guys that whiskey, right? It's such a big thing. Whiskey and tobacco really go hand in hand. When you watch the people attempt to tell you what's in it as though your nose is fucking broken. And that's why I would love if we had the time. I think we'll get there one day to convince the rest of our fucking useless staff to get out there and do reviews. Yes. Because the way Clyde talks about tobaccos is fucking hysterical because he makes fun of these guys. Yes. Um, he was telling me about one review he wanted to do where he was standing on the balcony atop his castle overseeing the majestic lands. And when he saw the hay bales on fire from the invading army, it reminded him of the hay taste in this particular tobacco. Just really fucking stupid. Um, and Michael, I'm sure we can convince him to be stupid too. And I think one day video reviews are a necessity for these things. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll see how this grows. And I think that's something that we need to, uh, we have to tackle. I'm certainly not doing it. Well, if we had a fucking producer, even if he was worth his weight in shit, <laughs> you know, we'd get something out of him. Is he here today? I haven't seen him. I don't think he's here. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that he didn't realize that we were supposed to record yesterday, but it got postponed to today. And he showed up here and nobody was here. I think he came here because I purposely left him off of that email. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. Anyway. So uh, Basil Hayden, uh, for myself, the Bayou Morning and my unfinished Savinelli, the combo is pretty good. You're saying Basil Hayden in the corn cob. It's fine. It's, it, 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 it is what it is. Like They taste separate. Right. Uh, separate but equal. Okay. So that's not your go-to whiskey with that. Uh, no. I've... I'll bet you. Oh. Mm -hmm. I'll bet you Monkey Shoulder would go well with this. I'm looking up at the bottles of deceased uh, alcohols that we've drank. Yes. I'll bet you monkey shoulder. Maybe Glenn Levitt. Okay. Definitely not Jack Daniels old number seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. I like how I put it up there in the graveyard and it's still like a quarter full. <laughs> <laughs> like we know. Yeah. That's, that's garbage. All right. Uh, do you have a toast? Oh, I have a toast. Oh, boy. And this might actually tie into it a little bit. So I, I just want to get right into it. No raising glasses. I think this is very important. We just need to tackle this head on. But I have a question to ask you first. Yes. We have this coronavirus outbreak. Yes. If you mm -hmm. had to choose, and it doesn't necessarily have to be what you currently own, if you had to choose a pipe, and uh, like a style of pipe, a brand of pipe, a shape of a pipe, and a tobacco, that you can only have one pipe, one tobacco, and that has to last you in this post-apocalyptic world, what would it be? Uh, honestly, either this pipe here, because it's simple. I feel like I could just throw it in the pockets and not have to worry about it. Right. Um, this corn cob, or like a bones pipe. Like that stubby ants. Okay. Something that's just simple. Yeah, I don't yeah. want like the church warden. Uh, while that would be awesome, uh, just something simple. I could throw in the pocket or the backpack and not worry about it. And for tobacco, do I have like an unlimited supply of this one tobacco? You would have an unlimited supply. But it's the only tobacco that you're able to have. 
It would be a serious debate between Pirate Cake and 1Q. Really? 1Q? I'll tell you why. Because 1Q is so boring. So you're a basic bitch. I don't think you could get tired of it. Really? Dude, we got pretty tired of it. <laughs> I, think, I think that's I, actually... I think you'd get tired of anything, but like just... So, like Pirate Cake is one of my favorite tobaccos. Right. But it is like... It's a fucking intense tobacco. Yeah. I don't know if I could smoke that every day, all day, for the rest okay. of my life. One Q, I could endure. I, oh, God. Oh, oh see, Lord. Look. And it's fine. Not a, not a fucking nick on it. Like ashes. Um, I don't think I could endure a different kind of tobacco in perpetuity. So you think the one Q, you would be able to like space out, have a, have a smoke or two a day? Yeah. And that would last you throughout the, the apocalypse? Yes. Okay. All right. That's fair. What I, about I do agree with your pipe selection because I was thinking about this on the ride over and I was thinking I would either go with like this Savinelli unfinished just because it's very stout. Right. You know, it's like a hefty pipe, but I don't give a fuck if it gets ruined. It's a billiard shape, you know, with the straight kind of shank. So if I had to clean it out, it's very easy. You don't have to worry about curves or anything like that. Right. Right. It's very simple. Keep the curves for the ladies. You know what I'm saying? Yes. 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 Um, or Bones Pipe. A Bones Pipe would be good. The only thing that I disagree with the Bones Pipe, um, and I would go with either something like this or a corn cob, is the smooth finish. I don't know if I'd want something that's rusticated. I feel like there's more nooks and crannies for the coronavirus to latch onto. <laughs> okay, that that makes me nervous. I, I can't put I can't put a face mask on my pipe. That's true. You know, that's Pre- true. Prevent the virus from getting. It doesn't it. have ears. No ears. No ears. I yeah, that's true. How would it fucking hold it? I'd have to like screw in. No, let's not do that. Um, I would probably go with some nightcap. Wow. Or. What I really think I would do is some uh, old dark fired. Mm, that's good too. Yeah, that's pretty easy on the palate. Yeah, but I would have to probably be someplace where like the summers are cool. I, I mean, I can smoke that in the summertime, but that to me, like the heaviness of that tobacco, is just something that's appreciated more. My palate, my taste, in in cooler weather. Right. You know. So I, w- I would make it to the mountains. Yes. That's would, that's the that's the uh, survival location du jour. Yeah, for me. Yeah, the mountains or right. the Thousand Islands. The salad dressing? No, no, no. The, the you would location. lather yourself in salad dressing and smoke one Q. Yes, all yeah. naked. <laughs> no, the Thousand Islands. When I so luckily for the listeners out there, my previous podcast was like a tongue-in-cheek zombie apocalypse survival podcast. So luckily, uh, while we talk about the coronavirus, uh, you have yourself a certified master with you to assist in the survival preparations for the demise of this planet. Um, and the two locations I would go would be the mountains or the Thousand Islands. And I would be king of the Thousand Islands. And I would connect all of the islands via bridges. How would you get there? Wait, you would personally build the bridges? Well, my workforce. Yeah. Oh, I see. You would, you would have a controlling empire. Yes. You would be like the Vanderbilts. Yes. Okay, yeah. I see. So you think that you're just going to show up to the Thousand Islands and nobody's going to be there. It's just ripe for the taking. Oh, no. I'll have to fight for it. You're going to fight for the Thousand Islands? Yes. Well, not all of them are inhabited. So you would reach out to one of the uninhabited islands and then start doing the fucking like puddle jump exactly. from one island and to the next. And then surround them with my forces. 
and then take Heart Island, which Heart Island has Bolt Castle. And I would reside inside of Bolt Castle. So you would live in the castle? Yes. And your quote-unquote workers <laughs> would build bridges for you? I build bridges. I don't burn them. Wow. That's very poetic and romantic. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of survival, um, today, before we get into the topic, and the topic I think is going to be brief in comparison to the toast, um, let, let's talk about surviving the coronavirus. Ooh, okay. Let's do that. Um, the, the world is in chaos right now. All right. They've gone from like pandemic to full blown. Yes. I can't even report the news. Dude, a fucking two again. Oof. We're getting close to that one. You are going to be useless later when we're trying to take Fuck. down control points. How am I going to do this? And the wife is all from work. Oh, man. Mm. It's not good. She might have to meet me halfway. Um, it's so bad. <laughs> Fuck. Um, because you know they see everything, bro. You yeah, know, can't get past these guys. Um, I don't even know. I lost my train of thought. The fuck was I saying before I stumbled on my words? The world is descending oh, oh, that's into what chaos. It was. So we've gone from a pandemic to a full blown outbreak. Like they're calling it an outbreak now. Everything is being measured in terms of how you survive the coronavirus. Ah, the city is now contemplating shutting public schools. I saw reports that they were thinking about closing down public transportation, which in effect is going to stop people from going to work. So we have the potential, and I think by now people understand that we live in the the you know uh, New York City area. I think we have the pen- potential of a borderline cataclysmic event taking place. Oh shit! In New York City, over nothing, over nothing. Show them the Twinkie Ray. <laughs> Case in point, let's take a look at. Something that we were discussing yesterday with uh, with Sam. Uh, our friend Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were on the phone with Sam. Go go ahead. You can you can share the the Sam experience as he decides to go to Costco and spend four and a half hours in there. I'll let Sam tell the story. Oh, this is good. One of our favorite people to call into the show. Nope, I'm calling you by accident. Uh, I'll, I'll talk. That. Hold on. Let's get him on the phone. Uh, Brian, you there? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, pal. Hey, have a second? Yeah, what's up? Uh, you're on the show, and we're talking about the uh, coronavirus. Oh, okay. Can you please, for all the millions out there, uh, explain what happened at Costco yesterday? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hi, Sam. So oh, hey, Chris. How you doing, buddy? What's up, bud? By the way, Dyson Pipes, fucking awful. You guys are horrible, and you should be ashamed of doing this show entirely. All right, just do me a favor. Take that sentiment and put it on the uh, Apple review with a five-star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so listen, at Costco, I went there to buy some shit, just so, you know, basic supplies and shit for the family. And this uh, old guy saw a pack of toilet paper sitting right there, right next to where the toilet paper should be. It's all gone except for this one pack. He picks it up. This other guy comes running at him, starts screaming at him, you're taking my fucking toilet paper. And uh, he picks up this old guy and just fucking flung him. Just flung him. Guy, like 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 a rag doll. Yeah, and then the old guy, you know, he's, he's an old guy. He's ready to scrap. So he puts up his dukes and they're ready to go fight it out. And this guy, literally, the young guy, starts fucking swinging him around. So, like, I, I, I want to get the old guy get beat up. So I grab the old, uh, young guy. I push him back. And uh, a couple other people got involved. And uh, five minutes later, the fucking cops are looking for me, asking me if I got involved. Of course, I said no. And uh, they ended up fucking collaring this guy and taking him out of Costco over fucking toilet paper. 
how many ply was it? Oh, it was a big stack, man. We're talking like 30 rolls. 30, but was it two or three ply? No, nah, Costco's got the good shit. We're talking like three ply. All right, good so stuff. all right, I, I would re- I would fight to the death over that too. No, it feels real nice on the anus. Slides real nice. <laughs> now, as a karate man, uh, do you have yes. any tips and tricks out there for the children? Um, yeah, hit for the face and hit really. Bye, Sam. That's awesome. <laughs> Something he's he's used to by now. <laughs> I feel bad sometimes when I hang up on Sam. Can, can we just? Can you just go over the fact that? I would say 80% of the time that you have a conversation with Sam, it always ends with you hanging up on him. Yeah, unless we're talking about something serious. Yeah, I, I, I make it a point to hang up on him mid-sentence. Because this isn't serious. The world is ending. Yes. People are losing their shit. It's it's like, what's that shit from uh, like the living dead? What's the chemical that they come across? 245-trioxin? That's basically what this is. COVID-19 is 245-trioxin. Two four five two four five two four five trioxide. Made a song about it. It was a beautiful song. Um, yeah, I am treating this with the same determined levity that it deserves, which is none. Yes. Well, levity. No, 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 no. It's not none. It's one hundred percent because this is a fucking joke. That's what this is. Yes, this is a joke. You know, now hold on. Actually, let me qualify that statement because I don't want to make it seem that it's a joke that people are dying because people are dying from this, but it's the same sort of people that would die if you got the fucking flu. If you take a look at all the records out there and you do your research, are we as prepared as we should have been? Probably not. No, we don't have the tests, right? That everybody's harping on the fact that that we don't have enough tests to uh, to start running on people. And um, I was actually watching a report yesterday that shows that you can get the tests, but you can't get your hands on the medium by which that has to be applied to the test to get a positive or negative result. So you can get the test kit, but you have nothing that you can do with the kit itself to determine whether or not you have the virus. Okay, that's problem number one. The other issue is it's affecting mainly seniors. Right, they're taking a look at small children, young children, and they're saying based on the uh, the robustness of their immune system, ah, right, they're not at risk to die from the virus, unless you have some underlying right. factor, right, like um, like a like a lung disease or some sort of um, like COPD or some crazy shit like that, or if you're just an old person. Right, right. You're you're more apt to die from this, or the flu, or the cold, or pneumonia, or MRSA, or C depth, or whatever. Right. There's if, a million if you live things. in a retirement home or what I like to call death's waiting room, then you have a higher risk of dying from this. 100%. And again, you also have a higher risk of dying from falling off of the toilet. So yes, know. just like if you drive a car, you have a higher risk of dying in a car accident. Yes. It's all relative to what you are and what you do. Like, can we pump the fucking brakes? It's out of control. And that's the, just the... You were about to say... 15. That, you were about to say it's the Chinese fault. <laughs> that's what you were going to say. <laughs> uh, it is the problem that now that things have been put into motion, there is no pumping the brakes. We've cut the brake lines. And now we just have to see this through to the end. Now, here's what's crazy. And I don't want to bring this into a political conversation, 
but we're going to anyway. We're bringing it there. <laughs> so our current administration, right? They they want to ban. Initially, they wanted to ban flights in and out of uh, of China. They don't want anybody coming from China into the United States in an effort to keep it over there, right? Not have it come here because why the fuck would you let anybody infected with that disease come into our country? It doesn't make any sense. Correct. So unless they're uh, an American citizen, bring those people back, test them, quarantine them. And when they show no signs of this virus, then release them back into the public and let them go about their their everyday life. The fact that we call that racist, that we want to prevent the disease from coming into the United States right. just blows my mind. Yeah. You know? You, you know what Russia you, you know what Russia did? Russia completely and not that I'm condoning anything that Russia does, but Russia completely shut their borders. To China, they have like over two thousand mile border, I believe, with China. They shut down the fucking border. They let nobody fly into Russia from China. And you know how many cases Russia has? Like zero. Mm. Zero. But they let all these people go back to fucking Europe, right? And now Italy has like tens of thousands of people diagnosed with coronavirus. They're dying by the fucking day. Of course, they're mainly old people. You know. Um, Are is anyone making full recoveries? Yeah, of course, people are going to make full recoveries from this. Mm. And not only that, you're going to have a ton of people that are just, they're going to go undiagnosed because everybody's immune system is different, right? Right. So you're going to get it, and it's going to be to a lesser degree than I might get it, you know, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to die because I'm at a higher degree, right? So eh, it's just, it's fucking, it's over the top. It's out of control. It's becoming scandalous. And Ooh. Yeah, it is. It's very scandalous. Um. I just don't understand what all the hubbub is all about. And now the the, the, the most frustrating thing about this whole kit and caboodle is I agree with you. I don't find it to be that big of a deal. But because the rest of the world surrounding us is making it a big deal, we're forced to make it a big deal. I have to go into the what I like to call the trenches of yes. the supermarket to just pick up dinner. Mm-hmm. And it's like a war zone. Uh, case in point, yesterday I go food shopping. Okay. This was, uh, so I'm in ShopRite at about the same time that Sam is at Costco. Now, Costco in Brooklyn is insane. It doesn't matter what time of the day you go, it's always packed. Right. Because I lived in Brooklyn. Um, I'm from Brooklyn. When I was there, I had signed up for Costco. I went a couple of times and I was like, you know what? This place is fucking, it's a zoo. I don't want to deal with it. I'll just right. go to the fucking, the, the food town that was near my house and I'll just, I'll overpay there. Just for the the peace of mind that I don't have to deal with the crowds and the assholes in Costco. Um, up here, you go shopping at the same time. Like I'll, I'll tend to go to the food store if if the wifey can't go when she gets out of work. I'll tend to go to the food store at like nine, ten, eleven o'clock in the after, in the morning, right? Yeah. And there's nobody in there. It's just me and old people. Right, which is the benefit to working overnight. 100%. So I'll be walking around in the shop, right, and there's maybe like 20 people in the store, and when I go up to check out, I just walk right up to the cashier with my cart, and I'm good to go. I go yesterday, dude, it was fucking mobbed. You would have thought that it was Saturday. There were so many people in there. So I'm working my way up and down the aisles, and you know the way that you go in, you start with the veggies, and then you work your way through the stupid organic shit, and then you get into like the chips and the cookies and the pasta and all the food, and then finally you get... Before you get to the frozen food section that they always keep on the like the ass end of the store, you get to the paper aisle, and the paper aisle looked like it looked like a scene out of The Walking Dead <laughs> when when they go on like these like uh, 
these hunts for supplies. Like scavenging missions. Exactly. Yeah. And they go into like the food store and the shelves are just empty. So they have paper towels. And th- this blows my mind about people. They have paper towels, napkins, um, paper plates, cups, spoons, forks, knives, all plastic, all stupid shit. The entire toilet paper section is empty. Completely empty. What about bleach? They did have bleach. Weird. Funny. You know what they also had? The wet wipes. Like those Cottonelle ass wipes. Yeah. So people don't want to buy those to wipe their ass. They want Scott's fucking toilet paper. You know what I just bought? What? As you were talking. What'd you get? High capacity toilet paper rolls. The ones that you see in like supermarkets or like Target, like the high capacity rolls. Yeah, yeah. $47 $47 for six rolls, which equals 24 rolls of regular toilet paper. It will be here March 19th. Let's focus on toilet paper for a second. Because after Sam had brought that up about the whole toilet paper thing, right? We did a count. So you went through your house and, and you realized you had what, like six, seven rolls of toilet paper? Yes. My wife, God bless her, she's, uh, you, I, I think she's just like an inherent prepper. Because I went through my house and I had 23 rolls of toilet paper. There's two of us. Right. So you you have you, your wife, and two children. I have me and my wife. And I have, what, four times the amount of toilet paper that you have. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, she must think that I shit like three times a day. Right. I, I don't know what the issue is. And and that doesn't even count the fucking, the ass wipe stuff, which I went last night and checked and I have almost a dozen of those. So I asked her, I said, look, I'm a man, so I don't change toilet paper rolls. If it goes down to cardboard, I leave it for her. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I said, look, woman, I said, how often are you going around in this fucking house and changing the cardboard tubes that I leave for you to change? And she goes, your master, I, no, she, she's going to fucking punch me in the face when she listens to this. Hold on, my balls are melting. Oh my God, your heater is on? Yeah, I didn't realize that. All of a sudden, the right side of my ass just started to get really hot and I thought I had coronavirus on, on my butt. Um, that's weird. So I asked her, I said, how often do you think you change the roll of toilet paper? And she says, "Eh, I don't know, maybe like once a month, once every other month. So I said, let me get this straight. I have 20 rolls. So I'm convinced that I have enough toilet paper. If we don't buy any toilet paper Mm -hmm. from now to the immediate future, we would be able to not only stave off this pandemic, but (laughs) But the the next next one. one. Yeah. I have more toilet paper than I fucking need. I could probably ride out the toilet paper that I have in my house until my retirement. <laughs> like that's how much fucking toilet paper I have. And people are losing their minds. And 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 it's funny because the wifey brought up a good point. It is just a symbol of panic. Like people panic when whether it's like a tornado that rips through, right? We just saw that right. down in Tennessee. Whether you have those tornadoes, you have hurricanes that come. I remember when um what the fuck was the hurricane that just uh, five years ago hit New York? Uh, Say, uh, Superstorm, Frankenstorm Sandy. Frankenstorm Sandy hit. And I remember going to the store, dude, added toilet paper. Right. You know, people just go in panic mode. And for some reason, toilet paper is a symbol of panic. Not realizing that, uh, yeah, you have running water. If you took a shit and you didn't have toilet paper, yeah, go in the shower and wipe right. your ass. Yeah. You know, or use a paper towel. There's right. millions of paper towels or napkins. Just use a napkin to wipe your ass. It's not like toilet paper is the only thing that you could put on your asshole. Right. Or do like uh, like the Muslim people do and just use your hand. You could do that. Or here's a great idea. We can do we can do what our um <laughs> we could do what Carlos does 
and just get a bidet. There you go. What's the French? Yeah. Carlos is French. He's a French captain. That's right. Who's Spanish? Yes. Puerto Rican, I believe. He's Puerto Rican. Yeah. They don't consider themselves Spanish? I don't know. I never figured out how that works. I'll have to figure out what that is. I are. know that they do not consider themselves Mexican. No, I know. Because Sam, who's Mexican, he told us that right. Mexicans and Puerto Ricans, they, they don't get along. Really? Yeah, they're like Nazis and Jews. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh, I mean, I don't know what people want us to tell them. Like, here, here's... Just go about your life. Yes. Just do what you have to do. And if you get sick, stay home. Yeah. It's that easy. Yeah. Maybe wash the hands once in a while. Yes. You know? Don't forget the thumbs. That's one thing that I've learned in all of this. <laughs> the <that> thumbs. People, <laughs> people who wash their hands tend to ignore their thumbs. Really? Yeah. It's sorry. the forgotten finger. It, it's not even a finger, right? It's the forgotten phalange. <laughs> phalange. What if you're like that guy at work who has six fingers? Twelve, technically. Uh, true. Six fingers on one hand. <laughs> on he has each like hand. a l- little flipper. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you have to pay extra special care to I, that one little? And he loves shaking hands. Yes, it's creepy. I hate it. It's cre- it, it's almost like when I shake his hand, I keep my pinky <laughs> separated from my ring finger to try and get that nub in between, Ew. and I try, I try to squeeze it. It's so gross. You you ever get those um those guys when they would shake their hand, they would put like one finger in and kind of like fuck with you and like touch your I do palm. That. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. He does that without realizing that right, he's doing yeah. it. He does it by accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. nature cursed him. Aquaman. <laughs> Gross. He's probably a great swimmer, but a lot of nooks and crannies in there. Oh, he, yeah. It's like an English muffin on the side of his fucking... They call him Flipper, Flipper, faster than lightning under the sea. They call him... Yeah, I was laughing yesterday about the insanity with the toilet paper, and I went to the food store just to get food. Yes. Plenty of that, by the way. Of course. Plenty of food for all around. Nary a roll of the toilet paper, which I giggled to myself. I check out, and I stop at the local Quickie Mart Mm -hmm. to uh, get uh, a five-hour energy. Pick pick me up. Rolls. And rolls of toilet paper as far as the eye can see. Not even 12. Oh, boy. This isn't good. You would think the school would call me. The the school bus just dropped one of my children off. Breaking news. Breaking news. Schools are closing. What the fuck is going on here? I don't know. And now there's a little person on their way to the West Cabin. This is why I miss Barry not being here, because he could have intercepted her. Yes. All right, so school is not closed for coronavirus. We just confirmed that it's closed because they're doing report cards. Yes. Um, I've never heard of that. No. But that leads us, I think, into uh, a good segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be done with this fucking stupid virus. Well, we're not really done with it quite yet. Just can't get away from it. Let's talk about what our lives were like growing up. Not like this. And how different things were. 
I don't remember. I don't mm. remember like the the fear inducing media like outrage. I don't remember it being so over the top like in your face back in the day than it is now. Um, it probably was, but much like when I was a child to now, I just don't watch the news ever. Yeah, I get most of my news from you. But <laughs> but also keep in mind, like back in the, there was no internet, so the news was all network news. There were no twenty four hour news stations. Like you got your news at like the nightly news, and it was pretty much all the same, right? There, there was no variation on the news from what I remember. Whether you were watching two, four, five, seven, nine, eleven, it was all the same fucking news. It was just who you enjoyed listening to. Now the nightly news with Tom, da, 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 with Tom Brokaw. Oh yes, yes. Oh, should I? Oh, what's on the news tonight? I let's let's take a look. Da, 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 da. I'm Tom Brokaw. Thank you for listening to the news. Uh huh. Today's report: AIDS. If you are, b- you're fucked. Or <laughs> okay. Thank you, Tom. You don't remember that report? I'm taking notes. Oh, I'm sorry. Barry has a lot of work today. Uh, boy, I'm so sorry. Things were much simpler. Yes. Um, oh! What's the matter? I see Barry. He just walked past the door. Oh, okay. Why does he never come in? I think he's trying to be respectful because he knows we're recording. Did he get off the school bus with my kid? Dude, that's creepy. He, He wasn't here before. No. Literally two minutes ago, my kid gets off the bus, and now I see Barry walking past the door. could be a very exciting day. What do you got today? That might be the tobacco. What would have been great is if it was the toilet paper that you just ordered. Live on the air. And I would just start burning them <laughs> in the background. <laughs> My Zippo ran out of fluid. Oh. Oh, he's coming up. Oh, dude, this guy is in for a world of hurt. Oh. Owen's going after him. There's a mighty big box for tobacco. I don't think that's tobacco. Uh, that guy doesn't give a fuck. He, he looks terrified. <laughs> he looks fucking terrified. I would not be happy if I was the FedEx driver and I... I stepped out with the box and all of a sudden this fucking dog just came up to me (laughs) and initially looked friendly and then out of nowhere as I'm halfway down the driveway and the dog is to my back, he starts barking at me like that. I I would be a little, I'd be a little scared. But I think, I think the dog was more concerned about the box than it was with him. Yeah. So that guy's a trooper, man. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Good for him. Not like the other asshole who likes to pull up and fucking lay on the horn for 20 minutes until you come out. (laughs) The Russian male lady, man. Yeah. 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 Maybe the mail came as the bus came because we know Barry has a thing for Russian ladies. That's true. Maybe he was in the fucking mail truck. 
Okay. So anyway, good. Yeah, dude, things were a lot different back then. Um, it, it, I I just I don't know why I don't remember like this fucking hysteria that we deal with now, and I think now it's just a product of this twenty four hour news cycle. Uh, never ending news. Yeah. N e n. Nen. Nen. Nen news or nine inch nails. No, that's that's nin. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. Looks like a fish. News is definitely uh, one thing that I would suspect is different. I mean, I do not remember seeing the news on TV all the time. I like in the summer when my parents were on vacation or you know, whatever. Uh, I remember the news from six to seven. It was the worst time of my day. Right. That's when the the Transformers and Ninja Turtles would be broken out. They'd have a battle mm. while I waited for Tom Brokaw to finish the nightly news. Uh, most of the information I got was from school, like when we learned about AIDS. What'd you learn about AIDS? Um. <laughs> I learned that only um, that more than likely I was safe from AIDS. Why would you say that? Uh, you know, I I didn't fit the the profile of somebody who's susceptible to AIDS. What profile would that be? A profile of someone who gets AIDS. What what kind of people get AIDS? Back then, uh, back then, um. It seemed to me that there were two categories of people that were susceptible to the AIDS. Three. Well, uh, no, just two, I guess. People having unprotected sexual intercourse. What sort of people having unprotected sexual? Unknown. Unprotected sexual intercourse. Okay. And I, don't, I don't remember that being the lesson they taught back and then. people sharing needles. Okay. The needles, I, I remember. And I don't have, as a, as a kid in first grade, in kindergarten, I wasn't having unprotected sex or sharing needles. So you weren't going to get AIDS? No, I was using condoms and using my own needles. See that? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was Which a smart mark. A smart mark. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I specifically remember, and whatever, it is what it is. I specifically remember, I think original reports said that it was a disease that came from monkeys. Oh my God! Yes, I I remember that. Yeah, it came from monkeys, and that the way that you get it was again sharing needles, and if you had unprotected gay sex, no, no bell. That's how they reported the news back then. In all seriousness, it was unprotected gay sex. It had nothing to do with race or anything like that. It had to if you were, as they put it, a homosexual, <laughs> and had gay sex. <laughs> you you were susceptible to getting AIDS. More so than having unprotected sex with somebody from the opposite sex. Mm. Who cares about syphilis and gonorrhea? Like, don't don't bring up yeah, those. Points. Come on, that's child's play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. And now in my lifetime, I learned about the. I forgot about the monkey thing. Yeah, I learned about gay monkey AIDS sex, and now they just cured the second person. Of of uh, the what? AIDS. Nobody's gay anymore. They <laughs> cured that. I don't understand. Wait, they just cured who? Somebody with HIV. Oh. Do you think Magic Johnson actually had AIDS? Yes. You think? Yes, but I think he had the financial resources mm. to stop it. 
uh, you think? Yeah. So, so you're telling me that this country allowed millions of people to die. Millions of people move into the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. Millions of people. Um, yes, I think that people were just dying, and this guy was like, yo, I got the cheddar. Let me fucking get some cures. It's all part of Big Pharma. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you think that based on his financial resources, he was able to, to, to pay above and beyond what the average American would pay, thus curing him. Yes. Dude, he showed like zero signs of the virus. I almost feel as though... He was approached and said, look, magic. We need a win. We need a win in our column. Come on, buddy. You got to help us out. Just say you got AIDS. Just say you have AIDS, and then we're going to make you the poster boy, and we're going to show people that this is a disease that you can live with and, and, and you know, kind of navigate through the waters, and it doesn't necessarily have to be this debilitating, horrendous, horrible, life-ending disease. There's also another option. Mm-hmm. The other option is maybe he did have the AIDS. Yes. And he just never caught a cold after that. So you Because the AIDS isn't what kills you. Right. It's it's the it's if you catch something else. Right. So you think that he lives in a bubble when he's not on TV. Correct. So he's bubble boy. Yes. And I think he's not even on TV, it's holographic projections. So it's not really him. So right. it's pre recorded in his bubble on a green screen. No, I think it's a holograph. So he might actually be dead, is what you're saying. There's a high probability. But I think he just came out. Oh, so you think that they program his holograph, his yes. hologram. Hologram or holograph? I think it's a holographic image, but he would be a hologram. Ah, yes. I think that's how we would break that down. We should get this shit right because we're about to embark in Shadowrun. That's, that's right. very heavy. Um, all right. I, I like where your head is with that. Yeah, that was like the epidemic of our lifetime as a child. Yes. AIDS. And somehow we still were able to go outside and... Uh, play and live our lives. True. However, to mm. to go against that, like this wasn't something that you were catching when somebody sneezed on you. True. True yeah. dat. Fact. So unless somebody's sneezing with their penis <laughs> and they sneeze into your asshole, all right, you're not catching AIDS this way. <laughs> Little different. I'm just saying. Do I keep that? Do I? Fuck yes. Yes, okay. you keep that. <laughs> okay. What's wrong with sneezing with your penis? <laughs> Pee-pee sneeze. <laughs> Dude, life was so much better back then. Yes. You know? I remember, like, going, like, oh, it's... but I, I don't know if my parents were, like, heavy alcoholics or what the problem was, but they would always be like, get out of the house. It would be nice out. That yes. Get out of the house and come back when the sun goes down. Yes, I'll tell you what it is. It's dealing with them running back and forth in the house. I'm like, just go outside. Yeah. Go. Yeah, it's just too That's much to deal with. That's why I bought a pool and a trampoline. Just go out there, yeah, play. Just fucking stay out back. Which is funny because now I'm sure our upbringings were a little different because, like, I was in the city. So, like, us going outside. Oh, man, the city slicker and the country boy. Dude, two completely different styles. I disagree. I think it became different styles. Let's explore this. I yes. think it became different styles once we hit teenage years. I think it became different once you get a car. Yeah. Once you get a car in, in the country, then you start to equal what a city slicker kid is like. All right, so let's start. What, what are like some of the earlier things that you would do? 
earlier as far as age goes. I remember, I remember one time getting kicked out of the house, myself and my brother. And my brother and I, we didn't know what they were at the time, but we used to walk around the streets of Brooklyn and we would pick up these little plastic containers with these colored tops. And we didn't know what they were. And we would see who can collect the most. And it turned out that they were crack vials. And when we brought them home, <laughs> that did not go over well with the pops. Okay, so a little different from me. We didn't have crackheads where I lived no. in the country. Um, our game was trying to collect m- mini American flags. <laughs> you would go, <laughs> you would just pull them off of people's like yeah. front yards. Uh, one of the earliest memories I had, past like big wheels and, sh- and power wheels and shit like that. Like, okay. Uh, when I was allowed to explore the neighborhood on my own. Yeah. Uh, selling oink oink juice. Excuse me. My buddy and I wanted to do a lemonade stand, but right. in our entrepreneurial minds, we thought that lemonade was played out. So we decided, you wanted to step it up, right? So we made oink oink juice. Okay, and we made oink oink juice simply because we had this weird knack of being able to draw a really good cartoon pig. Okay, so have, what uh, was this like? Uh, oh, you're you're gonna you're gonna put your skills. You know, I'm to gonna put here? my money where my mouth is. So now was this like uh, like pink lemonade? Please tell me that the drink ultimately was pink. No. Of course not. Oink, oink, juice. <laughs> no, it was... A picture of a pig. It was water, mm-hmm. salt. Salt? <laughs> what the fuck? And you sold this in the summertime. Uh, vinegar. We just mixed a whole what? bunch of shit together. I- I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you had zero repeat customers. Just we, by your top three ingredients. Had, I think we had one... Natural customer. Oh, that good. Was it. Good. I'm going to draw a picture of the oink oink juice. Okay. And uh, we'll add it to the next giveaway. Oh, I like that. All right. So, so we'll start with a circle. Every good artist starts a drawing with a circle. And that is Come ultimately. On. That looks like an outlet. Going to be the snout. And we draw the head. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What the fuck is that? I would give the listener a play-by-play but I, I don't know what part of the pig that is is that the ear no those are the ears oh those were the eyes that's a stout pig huh and then we oink oink juice and then the list of ingredients on the back which included water salt vinegar <laughs> There you go. Oink oink juice. That's that's cute. Oh, one person purchased this from you. Yes. Did you set up a stand? Yes. And my friend Chris uh, Chris Cayley's, I believe his name was, in his driveway. So it was in his driveway. You had one person actually stop their car. Yes. They saw the stand. They were like, holy shit, I've, I've been driving a long time. They are like, god dang. I'm so thirsty. I see oink oink juice. Oh, what is this? Is this lemonade? <laughs> <sighs> so parched. <laughs> I need water. And instead, they stop the car and they get out and they're like, fucking oink oink juice. Okay, whatever. I'm in. Uh, hey, kids, what's up? What are, you, what are you guys selling here? Oink oink juice. Yeah? Um, looks kind of cloudy. It's really good for you. Okay, how much? 
three dollars. <laughs> Health food is more expensive. Oh boy! And this is like eighties three dollars. You know oh, what I'm so saying? you fucking you you were the pioneer of the organic aisle. Yes. Okay. Free range vinegar. <laughs> Free range Himalayan salt. Ooh, delicious. Mm. So, do you remember the reaction of this uh, this gentleman? Well, did he buy it and then get in his car and leave? She. Did, oh, she. Yeah. I'm so parched. Did Did she drink it in front of you, or do you think that she got into the car and drove away? I think. Uh oh. Uh oh. She is not as daring. Not as daring. <sighs> the dog. Lots of deliveries today. Beelined it. So many deliveries. I don't think you're getting the package today. I don't care. Oh, she's coming. She's coming. Nope, she's just standing there. She's waiting. Madison. That might be a lesson you have to teach. That's a teachable moment right there. What's that? That she's walking up to the street when somebody honks the car horn. (laughs) Oh, it's in a designated USPS truck. Because those never get stolen, I'm sure. No. Not once. Never. Check the... Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, my lord. Oh, oh no. What'd you roll? A 20. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That shouldn't even count since the first one went off the table. Wow, that was a mighty gulp. Excuse me. Sounds like the bottle farted. All right, so I made oinkling juice, whole organic juice. You collected crack vials. Yeah, and and threw rocks at homeless people. Now, when you collected the crack vials, did your dad tell you what they were? Skim right over that one, huh? Um, I don't remember. I think I think a beating happened first. Um. Okay. Yeah, I think I think we probably got beat, and then during the beating might have been when he instructed us that they were crack vials. Ah, and did you know what crack was? Uh, I did after that fucking moment. Yeah, I know, I, dude. I might have been like seven or eight years old. Okay, I had no idea because you're that was like during the crack epidemic. That was in the eighties, right. you know. So yeah. like, dude, they were all over the place, all over the place. And I lived in a predominantly like Italian neighborhood, but you would get like the projects weren't far. From from where I grew up, so you would get a lot of people like this is back in the day that if the cops saw a white person going into the projects, like they were guaranteed to get stopped, guaranteed because there would be no reason that a white person would be going into the projects other than buying drugs. So they would get stopped, and chances right. are they were getting arrested. Um, and and whatever crack, it does not affect a particular race. So crack is whack, as they crack say. is fucking whack, straight whack, yo, son. Fucking was that the Wuhan clan? I think so. Okay. The Wuhan clan ain't nothing to fuck with. So um, they're time traveling disease givers, dude. If I ever see the Rizzo with a fucking with a with a face mask on, we're in trouble. Old dirty bastard. Yeah, walking around Chinatown. The, the with ghost face, face jizz. Go, jizz. Whatever. That's how he sneezed. <laughs> Ugh. So gross. Um, I remember, dude. We would go. I can't even imagine how far from home we would stray as kids. And and the usual um you know the usual activities would be we we lived right across the street from a school. So we had the big schoolyard and the little schoolyard. So the big schoolyard we used to play baseball in. 
Okay. Right? It was just a fucking, it was just a concrete schoolyard. But it was big enough that we would play fucking baseball in. And um, with the backdrop being the school. And then the little schoolyard was a little, it was different. It had like these, um, it almost had like jungle gym type fucking okay. things yeah, that they would yeah. have like these metal contraptions that you would like climb on and stuff like that. Like the one that looked like half a globe? Yes. Yeah, they, yeah. They were like triangular shaped holes that you had to climb through yeah. and grab the bars. Yeah, it had and, like, like ladders on it yeah. and stuff like that and you would like a fucking inner like, you know, cylinder. Sanctum. Yeah. <laughs> so we would hang out in that a lot. But my favorite memory as a kid would be through the schoolyard and to the right was a pizza place. Ooh. And in the pizza place, they had arcades. And it was fucking glorious because I remember they had Super Mario Brothers and Akari Warriors. Ah. And that was just awesome. So we would spend countless, countless, countless hours in this pizza place playing arcades. So a lot of our time, like my parents really wouldn't give us any money. So we would just go around and we would look. You'd basically walk around the streets of Brooklyn looking down, looking for change. Right. And then we would take all the change that we got, we would bring it to the pizza place, we would get quarters, and then we would just hang out in the back and play fucking video games. Until my brother, my brother realized that at night, there was a hole in the fence behind the pizza place. So we used to climb through the hole in the fence, and they had multiple arcades behind this pizza place. So somebody got an extension cord and ran it. We were friends with the... I'm trying to explain how this is. Across the street from us, directly across the street, was the schoolyard. To the right of that was a house with kids that we were friends with. Through the schoolyard on the right-hand side was the opening to get to where the arcades were. So we ran an extension cord from the house all the way back into that lot, plugged in the arcade, and then we jimmied open the fucking... um, like the front panel that you would put the quarters in. Yeah. Because all it is, when the quarter goes in, it hits a lever. Yeah. And all we would do is just fucking sit in there and hit the lever, and we would play fucking arcade games for hours until we would hear, you know, my mother scream that it was time to come home, and then we would bounce out of there and fucking go home and eat and hopefully not get beaten. And that was was pretty much life as a kid. Crack vials, throwing rocks at homeless people and playing fucking (laughs) (laughs) video games as we were criminally trespassing in people's property. And committing uh, vandalism. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was a good time. Unlike now. Can you imagine if kids did that now? They wouldn't do it now. No, they wouldn't do it now. You're right. Because, like, I live on a highway, so my kids don't really have the opportunity to go out and play in the neighborhood because there is no neighborhood. Right. The neighborhood behind us. I know multiple families over there. They all have kids. That's an enclosed, secretive little neighborhood back there where they could play. There's everything that a neighborhood requires. Right. Quiet streets. Connecting streets. It's small. You never see kids running around out there, ever. You know, and it's funny that you say that because as I move up here, um, so the neighborhood that I'm in has close to 100 houses in it, you know, and just like the neighborhood behind you, it's a, it's a closed-in neighborhood. Like, it doesn't connect to any other neighborhood. The first year that I was there, you would see kids you know, like mingling with other kids and, and hanging out and riding their bikes. Dude, last year, and I have a feeling this year too, Yeah, you, you don't see it. It's amazing. It just like faded away in one year. Hmm. And and the issue, I believe, it's electronics. Like everybody is inside. Everybody's on their TV playing video games and stuff like that. We're so interconnected electronically that I, I just think it's like laziness now. Parents are more open to the idea of sitting their kid in front of a TV because they have the fear that if they go outside, they're going to get kidnapped by some fucking like wretched pedophile. 
Maybe. But I think, uh, <clears throat> I mean, crime is at an all-time low overall in the country. Correct. But I think that's because of the panic and hysteria of parents. Dude, look at how people are acting with this virus. Yeah. And it's not even on their doorstep. Like, imagine now with your kid. They just don't want their kids to be outside. They don't want to be the parent that has their kid kidnapped and tortured by a fucking lunatic. Like, it's just, it's a fear-mongering. Yeah, I mean, like, I think my kids are probably about three years away from exploring the forest that's behind my house. Now, that's fun. Because I want them to make sure that they have the mental wherewithal to find, like, checkpoints that they can find their way back. Right, right now, like, my son is so like, la, 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 la. he'll just keep walking and be like, oh, where'd I go? And that'll be that. Yeah. He'll get eaten by a bear. Um, but in a few more years when he's a little more hip to uh, how this shit works, <clears throat> let him cross the train tracks and then just explore the woods. Which is fun as a Build kid. a fort. Yeah. Which um, is cool. That's what we did, like in Dead Man's. I'm sorry, what's Dead Man's? Dead Man's was a forested area on the edge of our neighborhood growing up. And uh, ultimately, it was a dirt bike trail. But as a kid, we don't know, it just had lots of hills. So you'd enter, there was like a like a cul-de-sac down one street. And the left section of the cul-de-sac didn't have any houses. It was a forest. And then the right side had like two or three houses. And then the cul-de-sac ended. On that left portion... It was thick, thick woods, but there was almost like a circular opening where you could walk in. Okay. And there was a little dirt path that led down. And we would explore this dead man's. You'd walk down this opening trail, and it would be a T intersection. If you went right, it pretty much ended. It ended with like a couple of bonfire pits and these weird brown balls, these big brown plastic balls. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we never knew what they were. We thought they were from some kind of alien craft. You thought aliens were hanging out in Dead Man's. What else could that be? Uh, I'm sure there's a simple explanation for this. <laughs> yeah, there were beer balls. <laughs> we didn't know what that was back then. All we knew was they smelt weird. They had these weird, like, uh, I almost said cogitator. <laughs> yes, it had, <laughs> had a these, cogitator on it. They had these weird little, like, couplings on the top, uh, the tap, you know. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. as a kid, like, all I see are these weird black plastic cylinders with, like, nozzles coming out of it. I'm like, what the fuck is now, this? How old were you? Preteen. Okay. Nine, ten, something okay. like that. And then you'd go left, and there'd be more hills. And that's where you would start getting deep into the woods with, like, trails and shit like that. But there was a certain way you would go where you'd come up to, like, a summit, and it made what we called the triangle. And it was basically three trails that came together that naturally just made a triangular shape at the peak of this little summit. And we discovered the initials MF carved into a tree. Oh, that's not good. And we realized that it became known as Dead Man's because MF obviously stood for Michelle Pfeiffer. And Michelle Pfeiffer would come to Dead Man's and kill people at the triangle. Hold on. We have a lot to unpack here. Let me put my pipe down. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was a murderer. Yes. And you deduced this based on initials in a tree. Right. It couldn't possibly have been Mary Fitzsimmons or Mark Foley. Nope. Michelle Pfeiffer. Motherfucker. <laughs> or motherfucker. Could, could have yeah. been that. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Okay. Um, since then, I, I, I'm hoping that you've learned how to spell Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Michelle Pfeiffer was a murderer. 
Yes. Where do you think Michelle Pfeiffer's from? Do you think she's from upstate New York? No. Probably all the more reason why she would go there and dispose of a right. dead nobody, body, nobody right? Nobody would know. No, killed them. Oh, so she's not disposing of the body. She's actually bringing somebody there to murder. She was hiding in the woods, and she would kill them and take their organs and send it up to the mothership in those brown balls. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, let's let's pump the brakes there. So she would murder people and then use the party ball to transport their organs to the mothership. Right, and then the mothership would suck the organs in and then discard the ball back into the woods. That was the theory we had as children. We didn't have smartphones to look up where Michelle Pfeiffer was from. She's from Albany, New York. Is she really? No. Oh. She's from California. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. MF. Yep. F I F E R. Pfeiffer. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, close. Very close. And how long did this go on for? Uh, it's It was known as Dead Man's. Before us and after. Okay. No, um, and, and that I get because I think that's cool, right? Like you name that that particular area. Yeah, like the like older that. kids named it. And they probably named it because like there's really hard. It was a dirt bike path. Like yeah. as an older kid, I found like the dirt bikers. Um, It was probably known as dead man's because there was pretty like hard jumps and shit like that. And guys would dump their bikes. Right. And they just named it dead man's and that just disseminated through the town. Which is cool. And I like that. Dead man's triangle. Like there's a lot yeah. of like cool things that you can work out of that. Who started? It was you and your group of friends with yes. the Michelle Pfeiffer thing. Yes. Do Do you think maybe even to this day, if those woods have not been developed at this point, if that carving is still in the tree, I don't see why it wouldn't be. Do Do you think kids go up there and that legend lives on? I don't think so, dude. Because it was us that came up with the Michelle Pfeiffer thing. Like in my mind, in my memory, I remember it being like, "MF, what does that stand for?" And somebody was like, "It's got to be Michelle Pfeiffer." <laughs> oh my god, it's got to be Michelle. Holy shit, dude! I think you're right. you know just we're stupid kids and that's also where we would go to pretend to be wizards and shit when we got into D&D hold on a second that's I think a bit more important than the Michelle Pfeiffer so you LARPed in the woods we didn't wear anything we just would go to play pretend how would you play this pretend D&D same way that we would play like uh, cops and robbers we'd be chasing each other the neighborhood with our bikes okay just sometimes we'd go down there and be wizards and warriors and shit Okay. So you'd use like sticks and shit that you would find in the woods. Yeah, we would be a party and we'd just be traveling through the woods and fight invisible orcs and shit. All right, good. At no point, nobody would yell out Monster Rain. <laughs> just, did anyone ever email us about that? We're, we're, we're going to get to that. Okay. I, I'm compiling a list. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think it was probably before we started playing D&D. Like, we probably played, like, Final Fantasy on the Nintendo or something, and or Ultima, and we're like, oh, yeah, we can go pretend to do that in the woods. But it was just all, like, building blocks leading up to, you know, my nerdy pursuits. You know, and it's funny, I, I put in... I, I did a little internet search, and Ooh. I wanted to see famous people Whose initials are MF? Ah, nobody. Nobody. Marty Friedman. Who's Marty Friedman? From Megadeth. No, come on. That's why he's not on this list. Hello, me. Meet the real me and my misfits way of life. (gasps) And the dark black passes by most valued possession. 
Feel it, Perinda. <laughs> that is. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if that's how the riff goes. I don't think so. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still learning. Yeah, no, you'll you'll get it. You'll hit all the notes. I'm sure one day. Oink, I just looked down. Oink oink juice. Oh, well, I think it's fair to say that life as a child back in the day, 80s, 90s, is fucking far different than the way kids are raised today. Well, let's talk about the more formative years. Formative years. Uh, Post-teenager, like when you get a car. Because that's where you said like things start coming well, back together. Here, here I'll, even, I'll even take it just a step before that, before we get into that. I remember before I had a car, my buddy had an older brother who obviously had a car. And we used to, this is after I moved out of Brooklyn because of a homicide. <clears throat> we used to go, we'll just glaze over that one. Um, we used to go. Who died? It, I have no idea. Oh. I think somebody, this was like mob related. Oh, Fuck, okay. It was very weird. Let's glaze over it. Yeah, let's. Good call. I, I, don't, want, I don't want that on a recording. <laughs> um, we moved to Jersey. You and- fucking killed Spider. <laughs> spider. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up Bobby Lupo. Um <laughs> we, we had moved to Jersey, and I had never heard of the Pine Barrens. Like that, that sounds creepy, dude. The Pine Barrens are fucking tremendous in South Jersey, like Central and South Jersey. Well, that's the whole creation of the Jersey Devil. That's why the the hockey team, the New Jersey Devils, it's ah, the yes. whole lore of New Jersey that the devil exists in New Jersey, and he lives. Devil in, went down to Georgia. Yeah, but on the way, he stopped in Jersey, or at least he went to Georgia on vacation, came back to Jersey where he resides. So. Amazingly enough, and again, I had I was completely unaware of this. Did you know that there are apparently a lot of pagans in New Jersey? No. Yes. Well, there are. And they love, love to have bonfires, at least back in the day, in the Pinelands, uh, Pine Barrens. <coughs> so we used to go on like these road trips. It's fucking weird. We used to go on these road trips. Dude, I was like 16, 17 years old. We'd be drinking in the car, and my buddy's brother would fucking drive. He had this paneled station wagon, which was fucking yes. weird so like we didn't stick out like a sore thumb right and we would go drive Griswold's fucking Dude, yes. station wagon yeah, going to the fucking, Pine Barrens so ridiculous and there would be like six of us in the fucking in the station wagon you know a couple of guys loaded up in the back and we would drive into the Pine Barrens and we would go and hang out and we would fucking we'd have a bonfire and we'd hang out and we'd drink and fucking you know bullshit do what kids do dude and there were times when you would run across like these fucking weird like put out fires and they're like animal bones like just weird creepy fucking shit it was almost like and remember i'm a fucking i'm a city kid so now i'm in the woods and i'm starting to get fucking panicked because this i'm way out of my element this is not for me this ain't mob hits and fucking crack pipes this is this is fucking deer and like crickets and weird fucking noises and fucking like like possum heads it's just creepy shit we're good I'm looking at a mosquito. Oh, I'm sorry. Dude, no, mosquitoes are ready? Fuck. So malaria. Once coronavirus goes away, we're going to have to deal with some hyper-malaria outbreak. I ran into a spider web on my way in here. It's starting already. Good. So long story short, um, yeah, I remember one time we ended up getting stuck because, you know, it's really wise to drive around in the woods in a fucking station wagon after it rains. You know, that's always the, the smart thing to do. And we ended up getting stuck out in the fucking Pine Barrens for hours. And I was in like panic mode. The whole time? 
the whole time I was in panic mode. Yeah. Yeah, I was probably a little nervous back then. The woods were not my thing. Are they now? Yeah, I don't mind the woods at all. I don't mind the woods. The only thing that makes me nervous now, if I was to go in the woods, like Fucking behind turkey my house, vultures. no, would be coyotes. Oh, they won't mess with you. I would worry that like a pack of coyotes would try to fucking eat me or my dog. Yeah, if your dog was sans you, yeah, you'd have something to worry about. Yeah. But. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Like driving around in the woods and shit like that was fucking creepy. But eventually I got over it as I grew up because there were woods outside of my house that me and my brother used to explore. And that was kind of cool. You know, we had a uh, we had a sod farm behind our house. We used to fucking run around back there. And then my brother started. I don't know what the fuck happened to him, but he like got like balls deep into fishing. So there was like a uh, there was like this little pond in the sod farm, and we used to go back there, and uh, he would fish, and I would complain, and that would end in a fist fight. And <laughs> I, I would go home. So, so lots of beatings growing up, either from dad yeah. or your brother. Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, you know, it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger, right? That's what they tell me. Mm-hmm. So, so now let's let's look at seventeen, eighteen year old Chris. Friday night, what are you doing? Uh, during the summer. 17, 18. In the summer. I was big into sports. Okay. So there was a, uh, a kind of a weird fucking setup. There was a nightclub in in Jersey. And it, I don't even understand why it was the way that it was. It was a nightclub attached to a pool club. Pool, swimming pool or billiards? Yeah, like a swimming pool. Okay. So it was. Th- they had this nightclub, and then they had this like swimming pool club. And attached to the swimming pool club, they had volleyball. So I used to play volleyball. So me and my buddy, whose older brother was the one with the panel wagon, uh, you know, we would join volleyball leagues. So we would go, we would play volleyball, and then in after- the pool. No, this wasn't okay. like water. No, no, no. It was okay. like sand courts. Like gotcha. we would play like legit volleyball. Um. So after we were done. We used to fucking, we figured out that, allegedly, by the way, um, I'm actually telling the story on behalf of a friend. I see. I see. One of so, those. a friend of yours had a dream about this. I- exactly. Yeah, gotcha. So, after volleyball was over, over the course of a couple of weeks or whatever, we realized that the club used to keep their refrigerators open. Okay. So... This hypothetical friend that I'm talking about with his friend used to then sneak into the refrigerator with a duffel bag and steal Zimas. Oh, shit. And then something different, something deliciously different. And then we would bring them back to or that this person would bring them back to the, the house and we'd be hanging out on the roof of his garage and just fucking like ripping through Zimas. That's why I have and never get drunk. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. At yeah. Fucking, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd get drunk. Dude, it's got alcohol in it. You get fucking ripped. You'd have to go through like a twelve pack, but right. like you know, you oh, start to get fucking buzzed. Stomach. Oh, it was so good though. A lot of vomit. A <laughs> lot of fucking, a lot of vomit. And then, then where the real fun began was instead of hanging out on the roof, we used to take these zemas, and we got this fucking amazing idea that we were gonna go and buy inner tubes. Okay. So we ended up picking up some inner tubes, and there was like a group of like five of us that were pretty tight. So. We would get these inner tubes, and they had just, maybe a few years back, they had just dug out a reservoir, Ooh, which was awesome. It was pretty cool. Well, at night, we used to go into this reservoir, and this is before phones. Like, we, we didn't have fucking phones. Right. So we would go there with, like, a shitty waterproof flashlight, 
And we would go out into the reservoir and we would hang out. It'd be like 90 degrees out at night. And we'd be on these inner tubes in the fucking water. And it was awesome because, dude, the fucking reservoir was stocked with fish. Right. So you'd be in the tubes and shit would be bumping into your legs. And for me, like, that's creepy. Like, I'm not into that. Like, right. I, I come from Brooklyn. Like, now I'm in fucking water. I can't see shit. There's weird things hitting my legs. Like, now I'm too worried to fucking, like, sit. You know how, like, you would lay in an inner tube with, like, your ass kind of in the right, water? Right, like your and your ass legs over? Like, like, the small of your back. Yeah. And, like, just the top part of the back of your thigh is in the water. Yeah. And then, like, your knees are crooked over the side. Exactly. Yeah. I, I would have a hard time doing that because I was worried that there was some sort of, like, Amazonian fish that was going to go into, like, my bunghole. <laughs> okay. So it made me very nervous. I was very You're nervous. You're going to be eaten from the inside out by a piranha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got exactly. you. Exactly. Some sort of, like, weird kind of, like, virus that existed in the water. Um, but again, it was a lot of fun. There was a, uh, there was the section. We used to go into the water and then take it out to where there was, like, a highway or a street that would go across the reservoir. And there would be a channel underneath that connected one side of the reservoir to the other through the street. So we used to fucking take the uh, the, the 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 inner tubes and head over to there and then hang out in there for a while. Well, one of us got the bright idea to bring fireworks. Ah. So we used to bring like M80s in there. And it was fucking awesome. Because we used to then sit on the inner tube from maybe like 10 feet out and light them and then throw them in there. Dude, it was fucking loud. It sounded like bombs going off. It was great. And the cops never came. Oh, they came. Oh, okay. <laughs> they came. And luckily for the cops, they would have never thought to look for people in the water, right? They, so at, we would light them off, and then we would fucking start swimming away back to the shoreline. And you'd see the fucking, you know, the, the cop lights coming onto the bridge and stuff like that. And we never got caught. You know, it was just kids being fucking kids. Right. The creepiest shit, though, would be when we got out of the water. And we would pull the inner tubes out. And, you know, we would leave our sneakers and shit on the, on the shoreline and we'd put our sneakers on and then we would walk back to his house and now you go into the garage because that was the big hangout area. Yeah. So the lights are on and you'd look down. Dude, you, I remember having these like weird things on my fucking legs. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'm looking, dude, they were leeches. Ugh. And not like, if anybody's ever seen Stand By Me, right? You've seen Stand yeah. By Me. I'm not talking about fucking like two, three inch long leeches. I'm talking about like like half inch, maybe three quarter inch long, like right. these kind of clear, they were almost like this pasty white. They were gross. Dude, and you'd pick off like 15 leeches off of you. And now I'm wondering, I'm like, dude, they're on my balls. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they're definitely in my shorts. They're on my dick. It's gotta be, they gotta crawl my ass. Like who knows what's going on here? Of course, that didn't stop us the next week. We're like right, yeah. back out in the water, yeah. just picking off leeches. Then it just becomes, you know, like common practice. Right. Leech but a lot of fun. What's that? All I could picture is... Uh -huh. John Rambo being pulled up out of that uh, that cesspool by the Viet Cong. And yes. they're just they have that huge knife. And they're just slicing <laughs> these things off of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. That was me coming out of the <laughs> reservoir. Uh, yeah. So I completely different experience. We would drive around the first. I want to say like the first Friday of the month during the summer was dump day, where you could throw out anything, and they would have these tremendous trucks come by and pick shit up dressers, armoires, coffee tables, you name it. So we would drive around in my buddy's pickup truck and we would collect all of the furniture that we could carry and we would have enough wood to do bonfires okay. for the month. Uh, every Friday night we would go and we'd start up a bonfire in the middle of the woods doing some of that pagan shit. Of course. Um, without the sacrifices or anything. It was just us, you know, stacking up piles of wood, setting it on fire, listening to music through the speakers of the truck and just drinking Mad Dog or Red Dog. 
Red Dog. Not Mad Dog 2020? No, Red Dog. Not not Aftershock? No. <laughs> was it Aftershock? It might have been one of those bonfires. I know one of them was when I threw the spray paint can in the fire to see, oh, that's smart. see it change colors. See it change colors. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Smart. Um, one of those bonfires was the time I could see my own skull. I got hit. In the, I got hit in the face with a tree, and it cut me up really bad. And I could see my skull through my Get skin. Get out of here! Yeah, right. Uh, like right where my nose meets my face. Right, where your nose meets your face. Yeah, like, like on like where your eye is. Yeah, like right in the corner of my eye uh, socket. Yeah, so like very thin yeah, skin. I got there. smacked in the face with a pricker bush. Uh, we ripped it out of the ground. I fell. I was. Yeah. I don't really remember exactly, but I remember waking up in the morning. And I had this big wad of paper towels on my eye. Nice. Like, what the fuck? And I'm peeling it off. I'm like, ow, 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 ow. My buddies are looking at me like, uh, you might want to go to a doctor. I'm like, it fucking hurts so bad. So I go and look at the mirror when I get home. And there's just a little flap of skin off. And it was like silver underneath. Nice. I'm assuming it was my skull. Uh, skull. Maybe you have some sort of like exoskeleton. Maybe. Or a membrane of some kind. You're probably not even human. Maybe not. More human than human. You're like the T-1000. Yes. I like this. A supercomputer. <laughs> um, but that was usually our weekends was doing the the bonfires. Uh, and that's when I remember being like, I'm a fucking redneck. I got to get out of here. I got to get to the city. Boy, was that a mistake. That was a big mistake. Then <laughs> <laughs> I promptly came back to the mountains. That was a big mistake. If I could do it all over again, and it, like it was, it was my choice. Like I appreciate growing up in the city. You know, I think I learned a lot growing up in the city. Um, I would the way the cities are now like I would definitely not recommend living in the city I would have done it all in the woods yes you know all in the woods but the way that it was back in the day where like you you, you had like a close group of friends and it wasn't right. just you know you're fucking you, like uh, case in point you know my son's older and um, a lot of not a lot of his friends, but like he he spends a lot of time. He likes playing video games, of course. So like you know he'll talk to a lot of people online as he plays video games, and consider those friends. Like I wouldn't consider those people friends, right? You know I would consider those yeah they're guys online that I play games with. Right. Like my friends are the ones that I'm getting in a car and I'm fucking I'm going into the woods and I'm doing stupid shit or we're going to the bar. You know we're gonna have a couple of drinks or you know we're going to the strip club and we're gonna have a good time. Like th- those are my friends, right? And I think now kids today don't look at it like that. Like that line is blurred. You're probably right. You know. Um. Yeah. My son, his he considers some of the guys on his football team his friend, uh, his friends, and they they play online games together too. So I guess he kind of gets. Both. Uh, but that's different because he knows yeah. them in real life. Yeah. Like there, there's a big, like back in the day, dude. We didn't have that. Right. There was no playing video games and talking to somebody through a headset. You know, you would do that as it's raining and you're not going outside. All right, I'm playing video games today. Yeah. But if it wasn't raining, dude, I wasn't playing video games. I was outside. Yeah, video games were pretty much reserved for foul weather, sick, yeah, or everyone else has something to do. Like, oh, I yeah. have a graduation party. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, I have to do this. All right. Yeah. Fire up the Sega Genesis. Yep. Yeah, like I see that like um exactly same thing. So like you're sick, it's bad weather. Uh school and you just got done with your homework and it's fucking late. It's dark out during the winter. You're not going outside. Right. You know, it's too cold. So you fuck around with the video game. See, my household was a little different because I remember, I'm pretty sure we had one TV. So uh, it was, you know, but my father worked like crazy hours because he worked for TWA. 
Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, what the fuck is that? I'm one of them. What's TWA? You don't know what TWA is? TWA used to be a, an airline. Oh, okay. You didn't know that? I don't remember. Yeah, they, they went out of business. I took my first flight. I think it's Trans World Atlantic is okay. what they used to be. There were white planes with like red badging. My first airplane flight was my honeymoon. The first time you ever went on an airplane was for your honeymoon. Yes. Wow. Fear of planes. No. Fear of flying. Nope. Just didn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. You were content with fucking dead mans and MFs. That's right. That's all you needed Fuck for a fucking vacation. <laughs> That's all you needed. All right. What do you think? <sighs> we're good. This probably uh, won't even get released because we'll be dead. Coronavirus. I'll put it up today to make sure. If I Oh, by the way, can we just point out the one... I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. The one thing, though, that has kind of put a smile on my face with this whole coronavirus nonsense are the memes. No. Dude, the memes are fucking relentless. I looked through... Maybe I was on for like a half hour. I have this app that I use that's just... It's a shitload of different memes. Every third meme was probably a coronavirus meme. And each one better than the last, I'm yep, sure. Yep, and then I just bombarded the wifey with them. I just kept fucking sending one after another after another because she's been so bogged down with like the negative in this. Right. And I'm of the mindset of, who gives a shit? If, yeah, who cares? If you get it, you get it. Yeah. Like, you're not going to change the way that you're operating in your life. No, I won't let the terrorists win. Nah, fuck that. Uh, I took a probably like a four-year hiatus from Facebook. I just fucking had enough. And I went back to it maybe like three, four months ago. Okay. Right when uh, Jeffrey Epstein died. Ah, uh, yes. And every, I'm scrolling, and every single post was a joke meme about how Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Uh, or did, or didn't, whatever. Right. I'm like, holy fuck with these. I get it. Like, I fucking get it. It's a weird coincidence slash conspiracy. Fine. Like, just day after day, yeah. memes after memes. Oh, it's now overkill. it's it's the same. Yep. The only coronavirus meme to date that it made me actually giggle out loud, an audible sound erupted from my tender lips. <laughs> wow. <laughs> was uh, a two-panel meme where there's a guy at a bar saying, hey, let me get a corona, hold the virus. And there's a picture of a bartender with that fat red-headed kid doing that uh, face. <laughs> The only one that actually made me laugh. Stupid. They're so stupid. Uh, enough already with the coronavirus, the memes, the jokes. And we're not doing any better because we're contributing to it right now. Yeah, but, we're talking about oh, coronavirus. Yeah, but we're telling people, like, stop being assholes about it. And as you said in your opening uh, monologue, in a very astute point. Oh, thank you. I do hope this ages well. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're, we're going to come back All to this nothing. in like a couple of months, and there's going to be like a million Americans dead from coronavirus. <laughs> well, guys. Uh, <laughs> or, or maybe 150 million dead, like Joe Biden thinks fucking died from gun violence. Yes. Even more. Double that. Yep. Du- double that. Per hour. <laughs> <laughs> By world. Uh yeah, it's good. this is like an all or nothing. All the chips are on the table. Yeah. We're saying bullshit. Yeah, it's it's complete bullshit. I guarantee you within five months, there's going to be a, uh, a vaccine for this. Yes. You know, and this is all a bunch of fucking nothing. By the way, when it gets warm out, viruses tend to fucking go bye-bye. Yes. So. Good. Stop all right. with the panic. So, uh, to the pagans. I'm all for it. I'm all for their bonfires until I start seeing animal skulls. That makes it a little creepy. Yeah. To AIDS. 
monkeys and gays, right? What? To our new toys that we've been playing with all day today. Dude, I don't know if they're excitingly fun or borderline just unlistenable. Obnoxious. Yes. <laughs> unlistenable. People are going to wonder what the fuck happened to the show. Uh, to the leeches. Ticks and leeches. See if anybody gets that. Uh, not to the bottle. To the bottle. Fucking weird. Can I point something out really quick? Yes, I was explaining I would love to the wifey. It. I would love it. So I'm I'm blown away by the design on this bottle. I can't find anything. So it. I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. <laughs> Fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Angostura bitters. Ah. Right? Yeah. So you're familiar with the bottle. I'm sure people out there listening are familiar with the bottle of Angostura bitters. From what I understand, you know how the bottle is small and the paper on the bottle is like oversized? So the story I believe behind that is there are two brothers responsible for that bottle. And one brother was tasked with getting the bottles and the other brother was tasked with getting the labels and they were not on the same page as to the size of the bottle and the size of the labels that they needed for the bottle. Did they work for Dyson Pipes? I think so because everything <laughs> just went awry. So they so they bought All aboard <laughs> next stop Houston <laughs> next stop Houston Mind the gap. <laughs> oh, shit. They see everything, bro. So, long story short, they ended up getting oversized labels on the smaller bottles, and they realized, fuck it, dude, we already purchased them. We're just going to run with it. So that's why when you look at these Angostura bitter bottles, the label is oversized. This, unfortunately, does not have a cool story like that. This has no story. You can't find the story behind this, and it's aggravating. Maybe they just thought it looked good. Whatever. If anybody has a clue as to why this is the way that it is, please email us at DysonPipes at gmail.com. Also, remember, what's good for Brian is good for you. So I we're was doing just going to say that. We're doing this giveaway. To right? the George Washington, what's good for Brian, good for you giveaway. Uh, I'm very excited about it. To Dice. And Pipes. Fuck you, Michelle Pfeiffer.